now it's time for Chic Shit Only. Hi, everybody. It's me, Lauren Zima, here with the incomparable, undeniable, absolutely non-pliable Denny Directo. I'm pliable. That's a new one. I'll take it. I don't listen. I'll say you're you're flexible when you need to be. <laughs> Let them know. Let them know. By the way, he's also single. Let them all know. Are you? Wow. Breaking news right off the bat with Denny D. Oh, you don't know this? Guys, we haven't seen, I haven't seen Lauren in a very, Lauren, I haven't even seen you since you got engaged. Congratulations, babe. We've got a lot to catch up on. <laughs> now that's chic. My life's shit, but congrats. Oh my God. Your life's not shit. Look how good you look. If you're watching this on the video, everyone, here is Denny Directo coming to me from the Entertainment Tonight digital offices. He is host on ET Live. He is my coworker of several years. He is one of the most talented, positive, creative, reliable, incredible people I've ever met. And when I said non-pliable, I meant like you strong. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, I am. <laughs> Speaking of strong, doesn't it look like I'm about to host a therapy session in here? I love it. Thank you for providing the succulents, for dressing the set, That's a beautiful it. nondescript, but calming watercolored behind you on the wall. <laughs> Anything for chic shit only. <laughs> well, everyone, I had to have Denny D come on today because again, I love Denny Directo. And when I was starting this podcast, one of my huge goals was just to have people who you love on, who are your dear friends and also who have something fun to say. And, um, there's been so much celebrity news this week, like big, big news. I just thought we got to have that Denny Directo on to have fun and discuss it all. You're going to spill the tea. Well, first I want to talk about what does make you incredibly chic though, Denny, which is you've been at ET longer than me. It was your dream job. Can you believe? Thank God it worked out. I don't know what else I'd be doing. Like I did not have a plan B. And I literally was like, oh, let me just get a little foot in the door. Like they say. And that's exactly what happened. I hate to say that it's cliche, but you know, I saw a door and I walked through it. You saw a door and you walked through it. You started ET right out of college as someone's assistant. And you have worked your way up to being on your talent. To my dream job. I started as a production assistant, then somebody's executive assistant, then the little producer. And then I was doing interviews and I was on camera and blah, blah, blah. 11 years later, here I am with all my hair. <laughs> and it's I not can't. even graying. Mine is. <laughs> well, mine is turning gray. You just can't tell. It's in here. Wow. It looks amazing. I mean, I'm doing my roots every two weeks at this point. At By the way, other old. breaking news. I got Botox recently for the first time. Oh, yeah. Really? Is that chic or not? Excellent question. We do chic or shit on this podcast. And I need you to tell me because I've never had Botox. Chic or shit? Honestly, you tell me. Look, I'm moving my face. And what what made you get it? Because we're at that age where we're going to start questioning. Is it time yet or not? Correct. I am very expressive, which by the way, when I went in for my appointment, I'm like, I still would like to move my face though. You know, I'm not trying to be Excellent thing to say. That's the first thing I said. Also, don't get too close to my eyebrows. These are gold. And then I don't know for know me, your strengths. I just have, I'm so expressive. There were so many wrinkles here. And I just kind of, you know what I told them actually for real, I told the nurse this, I said, I would just like to be the walking Paris filter on the Instagram story. Just soften it up a little bit. Wow. Yeah. I really said that. You really communicated well, what you needed. I wasn't trying to walk out with like, Good morning, Mohammed from freaking First Wives Club. Like I wanted, I just wanted a couple of units. That's it. Me and That's I quote First Wives Club way too much. What do we say? We always say the line where they're oh, oh where they're falling in the window cleaning thing, and the people inside go, Elise, you look great. 
Well, Denny, you look great. Um, By the way, am I not Samantha Jones? You got engaged. Meanwhile, I'm like Botox, honey. That always works out. I'm glad you brought it up because I have been thinking, is it time yet or not? But I am a little bit afraid. Like we see, you see the rare occasion and there's no science that I'm saying here. It's just, I've heard horror stories about an occasional like Bell's palsy moment that I'm afraid of, like a frozen <laughs> face, like a drooping eye. Did you see that influencer when her eyes were one was open and one was shut? Oh, no, I did not. No, thank yeah. God I did it. Or else I don't know if I would have gone through it. My procedure. I mean, again, I'm sure that's rare ish at least, but I will say I don't buy the preventable Botox, preventative Botox thing. This is just my take on it. You know, hot take, steaming or not, it might be seen as a shit take. But I think that the preventative Botox thing seems to have been invented so that people would get more Botox. Like it is a business, guys. It is. And they will try to upsell you. They might tell you, you know, you might want this. Oh, let me see your crow's feet. Let me, you know, you got to like go in a little prepared. I just get a little scared when people are getting it. Like if you've, look, if you have a crazy 11 line or headaches or whatever, do what you need to do. But I do get worried when I see some people on social media being like, I'm 22 and my wrinkles are driving me nuts. I'm getting Botox. Even at 33, I thought, is this too young? I wasn't sure, but I'm so happy with the results. At the end of the day, it depends on how you feel. Like I'm so happy with it. I'm like, I'm literally telling, I'm telling everyone on your podcast right now. Well, I thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Entertainment news headlines, Denny Directo gets Botox. I love it. Absolutely. Why wouldn't that be a headline? Um, We're going to talk about the Kardashians. And by the way, if they got Botox, it would be a headline. Um, Well, I'm so glad to, well, maybe now you've inspired me. I might go and do it. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with the results. I really am. It was around my birthday. So it was a little birthday gift too. So no regrets. So Denny, what, going back to your career here at ET, Hmm. You have only ever worked at ET. It was your dream job as a child. You watched entertainment tonight. That's scary though. No, I mean, I, part of the reason I want to talk to you about it is because I do think we're in this era, right? Where people see other people's careers so much on social media. And of course we all, even if we are confident in ourselves, you start to have envy and think, oh, I want to do that. Or should I do that? And should I have my own business and all these things? What you don't hear people talking about a lot though, is I started here at this company and I worked my way up. Like what we hear a lot about now is I hated my job and I quit and I started making my own. Yeah. So you're sort of that more traditional story and looking back, what lessons have you gained from start Mm. at the bottom? Now you're here and really like working your way up through something. Cause at the end of the day, the result is you have your dream job. Exactly. And you had it, uh, I think before 30, you were on air already. I, that's true. That is true. I genuinely think, first of all, what I will preface with, which is not one of the three things I learned is that I am the first to recognize how much luck there was involved. Like I was just there at the right place at the right time. You know, we were ET, which is a longstanding legacy entertainment news brand was building its digital footprint, you know, and I was there at the beginning of that. So that helped. But the three things I learned over the years for sure is like, always say yes, say yes to every opportunity. There is no job that is too small. When I first started here, when I was a little PA, I was responsible for going to pick up a continental breakfast over at the local bonds and bringing it over for all of the producers, all of those bagels and cereals that you're probably eating in the room over there at ET. I went once was buying those for everybody. Okay. So I'm, yeah. And like in COVID, I will tell you in COVID, we don't have anymore, but we used to have boxes of cereal and bagels. Guess what? There's someone going to get that for you. (laughs) 
<laughs> that was me at once. But that, you know, it put me in front of all of the producers and they know who I was and my name. Um, and then, yeah, just saying, saying yes to everything. Also, also having a great attitude, that work ethic. Like at the end of the day, I think it really does come down to whether or not people want to work with you, period. Like if you are a happy-go-lucky guy, if you're positive, if you're eager and willing to learn and again, say yes to everything, who wouldn't want to keep you around and also give you more opportunities. You know what I mean? Oh, you and I are so on the same page about so much of that. And by the way, you know, we're, we're doing okay. And we're doing okay. <laughs> we're doing okay. We're doing okay. There was a third thing that I can't remember. <laughs> no, you, you said say yes. Say yes. Stay um, positive. Yeah. Have a good work ethic. And, and you, you took advantage of the right place, right time. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Not everyone okay. does. Yeah. I keep thinking maybe it'll yeah. come back to you, but I always say, who do you want to be in the trenches with? Yes, exactly. Like I, you know, you can't teach everything, but I would rather have somebody. I mean, I, I managed people in the past. I don't know, but I've managed teams before. And I would always say, I would rather have someone who doesn't have as many skills, but is eager to learn is positive, has that drive than someone who might have the skills, but is you can't get them to do anything or they're not into it or they're not in a good mood. Who do you want to be working with? You know, at the end of a 12 hour day, I always think of this quote from Lauren Michaels and it's not going to be on point, but he obviously the guy behind SNL and they asked him about like some of the hires he'd not made over the years. Like, mm. you know, famously Jim Carrey didn't get an SNL, even though he had for Steve Carell or all these people. And Lauren Michaels said, sometimes it's about who it's not about skill. It's about who you want to run into at the printer at three in the morning. Exactly. That's an excellent point. And in our business, what we do, think about all the nights and weekends, the yeah. travel, like you want that. I remember the third thing, by the way. Tell me. The third thing is to be vocal about your goals. I was always vocal about what I wanted to do. I want to produce. I want to host. I want to be a correspondent. You were telling everybody, here's why I'm here. Yeah. And especially my bosses, they want to know. And so I thankfully was working with and for people that helped foster that. Even if it wasn't like right away, they would at least throw some opportunities my way. I got to go out and shoot. I got to go on red carpets and do interviews, you know, before I was on camera because they knew that's what I wanted to do. So speak up. Denny, that's huge. Yeah. I've never thought about it or articulated it that well. See, you're so vocal. <laughs> I'm so vocal. Listen, is this thing on? <laughs> but you're right. That's such a good point because even if you might be in that space physically, you have to say, hey, this is why I'm here. Yeah, well, exactly. The why. The why. Wow. Yeah. And you're right. Saying yes to things. I mean, I have given that piece of advice to people so many times mm -hmm. and it even goes to saying yes to going to a happy hour, going to an event because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. your life's not going to change sitting at home on your couch. Ooh, but how has that changed in 11 years? Now I'm like, do I need to go into the event after I have that <laughs> carpet? Maybe not. <laughs> it just depends. Pick your battles. I will say, I think as we've gotten older, and I'm sure you've noticed this, it's a balance. I would tell anybody when you're younger, when you're in your twenties in those hardworking years where, you know, you don't necessarily have a kids or a family yeah. to rely on you yet. That's the time to really say yes, say yes to yeah. everything. Take every opportunity. You never know what you might glean from an experience. And then as you get older and you become more secure in who you are and what you want to do, then you discover the power of saying no. Yes, absolutely. And that sometimes you actually will get more respect if you say no to things that aren't perfect for you. But it takes time to figure out what works for you, what you want to be doing, what your right fit is. It and like you said, it depends on where you are in your life, too, and what your priorities are. Because that balance will, I, that work life balance is really tough at the beginning, especially at a new job, especially when you're chasing that goal of yours. But eventually it does kind of even out. It has mm -hmm. to. 
It has to. Well, it has to. Cause you yeah. and I both know, I mean, uh, Denny and I have both lost parents, which we've yes. both talked about before um, with each yeah. other, but you and I also both know that like that puts the perspective in of what really matters in life. Yes. And at the end of the day, Hey, your, I, your job's not gonna, not gonna be I, what you look back on. I literally had, I literally told someone this very recently that, you know, jobs will come and go, mm-hmm. but like the people you have to invest in them because they're supposed to be around forever, you know? So invest in them too. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Well, Denny Directo, I just, I was thinking about that earlier because I was listening to another podcast where someone was talking about, and I've had people on here, they left their corporate job, they started a career on TikTok. And what I think is interesting is, you know, there's different paths for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. But that person was your, our same age. And okay, maybe now they're going to like start doing stuff on air. They're going to launch a podcast or whatever, but they took a different path to get there, but like you got there in that traditional way and you're here. And so and it might not work for any, someone else, yeah. you know, it worked out for me, but like everyone's journey is so unique and different. But like don't you, do you feel like our generation now is kind of like poo-pooing the traditional, the vertical path, but maybe that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I went the traditional route, but you know, in, in the entertainment industry, there are traditionally, or I should say historically, large barriers of entry. And now it's a little more, and we need it. We need more diversity. We need more inclusion. We mean, we, we need more creatives. Like we can't be remaking the same things over and over again and the reboots and the, do we need another floor house? I don't know. You know what I mean? So it's like, I love that there's other opportunities for other young creatives to get in the game a little bit. And maybe it's not traditional. Maybe it's through TikTok, but like, I don't know. I kind of champion that. No, totally. I mean, sometimes yeah. I'm envious of it. I, I just know, also- <laughs> But I also think, I do think there's value and it stinks now because of COVID. But like I was telling my little brother the other day, you know, you just learn so much. You might not, I don't know, you might walk into your office and everybody's older than you. Mm-hmm. And you might think, who am I going to hang out with here? But open your eyes. To, you, you could learn a lot from those people who are older. You know, like there is, there's also value in, even if something isn't exactly what you want, you can still glean from that experience. Oh yeah. You can like, or you can gain something from that experience. Yes. For sure. You know, I've never asked you that, but did you, I've never asked you this, but what barriers did you face? I mean, you're Mm. being Latino. Mm. Did you find being gay? (laughs) Let them know. She's single. I wanted, I don't, I don't ever want to say it for you. We can't hide Latino. We see the beautiful black hair. I'm also Filipino. So there's Asian as well. So I'm Asian, I'm Hispanic, I'm gay, but more also I came from a really small town. I'm a first generation college, four-year college university kid, you know, and they always said, it's all about networking. It's how you're going to get your job. And I'm like, I don't know nobody. You know, so that for me was a huge barrier too. But it really, by the way, the networking thing, it is important. You never know who you're going to share an elevator with. You always hear that, but it's true. You never, and you just mentioned it too, like learn from the people who are older than you and you never know who they know. And then that's how it happens, you know? So I feel like those are big barriers though, for sure. And yeah, you never know who you're going to share an elevator with. You never know who you're going to work with again. It's also entertainment host. There's a lot of, there's not a lot of male. There's not, not a lot of men who do what we do. So that's also kind of tough too. Yeah. So how did you, how were you able to envision yourself here? You dreamed of this job. Where did that dream come from? If no one else in your family had done this, if no one else in your family had, had any point of entry for you. Let's go to the root. I, for whatever reason, out the womb, I think has, have been obsessed with entertainment and pop culture. There are literally videos of me dancing to like 
Madonna and Paul Abdul, King Tom's gay, uh, like their music videos and just being like glued to the TV. And then I went, and then the older I got, the more I was into movies. Like I was just so obsessed with movies, you know, and all that stuff. And then somewhere along the line, when I got older, then I started caring about celebrities and the news, mm. like the actors who were in my favorite movies. And as you can tell, I like to talk. So come by high school, you know, I was hosting assemblies, doing the morning announcements. And I'm like, what job is there where I could align all of those passions into one thing? You know, I'd come home and watch TRL. And I'm like, I want to do that. I you like followed that. your passion. Yeah. I did. I really did. I did not have a backup plan. I was like, this is, this is, this is going to work out. Thank God it did. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I mean, I think envisioning yourself doing it, I, that is so important that you see it. But yeah, I mean, I, look, I came from a different place of privilege, but my family is like, no one else is a creative, you know, nobody like my brother's finishing law school right now. My sister works, uh, she's an an executive. Like, (laughs) so I was the, my parents would literally be like, we don't know where you came from. You're weird. And I was like, yeah, I'm the weirdo. So like I leaned in, I was like, I got to find the other weirdos. Let me go do theater. We were theater kids. (laughs) That part too. Yes. Yeah. We're theater. Can you tell guys we were theater kids? (laughs) Uh, well, Denny Directo, I just love your story so much. And now let's utilize your over a decade of experience at Entertainment Tonight. And let's just let's just talk a little celebrity news. Celebrity news has been wild lately. Wild. Okay. I want to kick things off because we mentioned the Kardashians before. And I do think like 100% it's a headline we would run that, you know, Kylie talks about getting Botox or something. Oh, okay. That's yeah. Small. Everything they do is a headline. And the latest headline is Kim Kardashian and Pete sit down Davidson. (laughs) (laughs) Can you believe? I couldn't believe. Okay. I will say I could believe. And here's why. Pete Davidson's track record. Pretty impressive, actually. Ariana Grande. Kaya Gerber. Phoebe... Is her last name Diver from Bridgerton? Oh, oh uh, Denver. Denver. Phoebe Denver. Is um, Kate Beckinsale? Remember that? Kate Beckinsale. Wait, wait what? Right? Did I, I thought she dated another young comedian. Let's Google it. Oh, go to the, go to the we're gonna, we're, you know we're gonna Google. This is what it, this is what the the Google is for. And you know what? It's because I saw a thumbnail that freaking Vulture did, and I swear Kate Beckinsale was on this. I'm gonna look it up right now. There Just, might have been a rumor of a hookup. That's sounding familiar to me. Okay, watch, look, hold on, here we go, here we go. Listen. But you know, if we stay verified. If we stay verified. I'm not we'll fix sure. this in post. <laughs> <laughs> no, look it, okay. It's the New York Post. SNL stud, how Pete Davidson became the Warren Beatty of his generation. And in this photo is Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beck- wow, wow. I mean, okay, I mean, you know. They I call him the Warren Beatty? The Warren Beatty. Apparently, you know, he that's a tall order of comparison because you, you know, think Warren, Pete Davidson's the warden Warren Beatty of this generation. I think that's pushing a little bit. Listen, do I think he's probably a really cool dude with a great personality and knows how to make people laugh? Of course. Do I think he has BDE? Absolutely. <laughs> I think, though, here, okay, let you know what? When, he's got something, he's got something, and Ariana's I mean, hinted at it. So, <laughs> if not straight up, said it, I think. Well, you know, one of our colleagues, Bryce Sander, I think he was on this podcast, actually. I listened to that episode. You guys are recapping the reunion. Uh, he has been getting these emails of people. Uh, I got to pull it up. He's been getting this what? email. I can't wait. You're going to die. Okay. He's been getting these emails from um, press, basically uh, trying to 
send him a replica, I will say, of Pete in the form of a toy. Does that make sense? Okay. Someone is capitalizing off this moment and making an alleged Pete Davidson There's a press sexual release. toy? Correct. Allegedly. Wow. This is, I see the receipts right here. Okay. So anyways, <laughs> I know, I know. Now I'm kind of curious, but no. Can I okay. tell you? Tell me. With Pete and Kim. When, first of all, you know, she did SNL. They had that sketch together where they were Aladdin and Jasmine and they kissed and everyone was like, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. a week later, they were seen at Knott's Berry Farm holding hands on that ride. When I saw that headline in the photo, I was, I rolled my eyes a little bit. I'm like, you can't tell me that you haven't been on a ride screaming your face off, holding on to a friend, you you're know, looking for support. You're afraid. You're afraid. You're, you're having fun. Or like, let's do one for the photo. Ah, you know, I didn't think much of it until today. Today, apparently, reportedly, there were red roses delivered to Kim's Hotel in New York at the Ritz-Carlton. Apparently, allegedly, before she went on a little dinner date with Pete. The paparazzi captured this photo, Lauren, and this is the only note I have for, 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 for Kim and Pete. I wanted to quote the caption. Kim left the Ritz-Carlton for a romantic dinner in Staten Island, according to this photo agency. <laughs> And I thought, huh, has anyone ever said that? <laughs> I was going to say no shade, but it's not, it wouldn't be my top choice. It's not a romantic dinner en Paris. Okay. Well, I'd like to make, I like to make informed decisions and opinions. And I Googled where this place was. It's, you know, a, a fine establishment. The food looks bomb, but it is not the Ritz Carlton. It's not the Ritz Carlton. And so then I started thinking to myself, you know, at the end of Keeping Up the Kardashians, when Kim was kind of hinting at like when she realized she wanted a divorce from Kanye, she was saying she is 40 now and she's at this place where, you know, she has all the big things and now she wants the small things. And I might be traditional, Lauren, but sending roses, red roses, and also taking someone to your favorite dining establishment is pretty romantic to me. Remember like when Kanye filled the house with roses, like he would do those things. I got to be honest. I'm a little, look, I'm not saying Kim isn't, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying Kim's not having a good time. Go have a good time. If Pete Davidson is anything, he's a hot comedian. What else, what is there to be had, but a good time is right. a guarantee. But here's some laughs. I don't see this lasting, Whoa. whatever it is. And I think it is a Kim K rebound moment which like girl get your rebound it is this would be her first person we knowingly have seen her with yes. since kanye right yes. and i think you know i could see that after you've been married and you've had kids and all that like you're looking for non-commitment right like you're looking for a good time and a good time is always better with a good guy and i think pete davidson like no one ever says he's an a-hole right everybody's no. like like there were reports that he was very considerate of Kim on the SNL set, that he took time to work on her jokes with her and make sure her lines were landing. Right. There was also some alleged report that he uses SNL as a, and I quote, dating service, but whatever, <laughs> like meet people, meet people at work. I'm a fan right, of right, 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 right. work. No judgment. But I, to me, like we dub things chic or shit. I say chic as shit here because it's kind of a dumpster fire, but in an incredible way. And I think if Kim just has fun at the end of the day and has some guy who's, you know, young and hot, sending her roses and get, taking her to rooftop dinners, do that, Kim. Listen, I'm in my rebound phase. And so my advice to Kim, though, is to be, to, to be vocal, retain it back. You need to make sure he is aware of that. Because let's be honest, I feel like Pete, 
In fact, you know what? When I actually tweeted today, I was like, am I going to date Pete Davidson next? And someone responded, he's like a Kleenex. Use once and then move on. And I was wow. like, damn. Well, first of all, I do feel like some of these women kind of treat him that way. So protect well, he might un- He might be in the position now where people are like wondering what's going on, wondering what all the fuss is about. And so they're interested. You know? <laughs> what a reputation to have. <laughs> Look, again, his, his roster... Wow, the the team he built: Kaya Gerber, supermodel; Ariana Grande, superstar. I mean, now we're on camp. Yes, like, and it is really. I love how small worldy Hollywood is sometimes. Like that, Pete had gone on that SNL Weekend Update rant about Kanye telling Kanye to take his meds. Yeah, Pete says, "I take meds. It's all good." Like, I think though that there's something we also have to acknowledge at the end of the day, which is. The Kardashians got a Hulu show coming up. Okay. This is story. You know, I'm not saying it's it's not real. I'm just saying they are the most iconic. They are our royalty. They are the most iconic family of all time when it comes to constantly being in the news and creating story. We got a new Hulu show to do. We have a new Hulu show to do. We got to get some plot points. Got to get some content. (laughs) Another thing to consider. Kourtney Kardashian's impact. Okay. Pete wow. is friends with Travis Barker. Courtney, who, by the way, has never been engaged, never been married. All of a sudden, she's found the one in Travis, and she's engaged. I think I think the Kardashians are going punk. I think they're looking at Courtney and being like, you know what? If she can do it, I can do it. I want to be as happy as Courtney. How, how's that for sweet revenge for Courtney, who, let's not forget, Kim once called the least interesting. Least interesting. Person. And now everyone is dressing up as Kravis for Halloween. I, Courtney, you know what? She's always had that oldest energy, no matter what, where she like had the big picture perspective and Courtney's coming around now. Yeah. And I think that the going punk thing, like it's happening now. I mean, we're all like punk music is coming back. It's all coming back. So they're just on trend, if not ahead of the trend. You're right. Oh yeah. I saw you posting about Willow Smith. Hello. She's gone punk. Yes. Like, yes. It's like Avril Lavigne just signed with Travis Barker's label. Like the music is coming back. What's happening? Skater at the very least. Pop goes punk. I here's my my last question on Kim and Pete. So, like, do you think because you just said at first you were like, oh, they're just holding hands, she's scared. Do you think it's real? I think that they're just having fun. I agree with you with the rebound thing. I do. I do. And I'm sorry, there's no way that Pete thinks like I'm gonna one day marry her. Like she was just married to Kanye West. She's Kim. Kardashian. Oh, I hate to say it. I hate to say it. I do. I do. I do. I, 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 I do. I think it's like a real friendship forming and maybe they're having some fun together. Yes. Do I think it's going to last? No. I don't want Kim to get married again anytime soon either. Like we're, we're still unwinding. You know, I don't, some people were saying that she's um, stealing Courtney's thunder. <laughs> you can't <laughs> let Courtney have anything. <laughs> but again, plot points. We might see them argue about like, oh, I just got engaged and then you start a new relationship. We might see it. And you know what? I'm going to watch it because it's real. I'm definitely going to watch. I was going to watch it no matter what, but now I'm having a viewing party. I'm getting popcorn. We're dressing up like Kravis. Like we're doing the whole thing. If they do argue about it, look, what uh, sisters and friends have had that issue before, right? Like we can see? relate. Yeah. you. I, I was supposed to be getting married and you, then you, whatever, like all the things. Yeah. All the things. I don't know. We'll see. I, oh, I could talk about them all day. Well, let's move on though to oh, Brittany, 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 Brittany. Okay. You and I have been covering Brittany and her conservatorship for some time. 
We got a hearing coming up on November 12th. The conservatorship could end. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Brittany mm -hmm. this week puts up a post saying on Instagram, saying that her, it was her mom's idea, alleging to start the conservatorship in the first place. Brittany actually said her dad wasn't smart enough to think of such a thing. Which, what a read. What a, <sighs> what a read. Way to like stick it to your dad right there at the end of that caption. <laughs> that has now... Since been deleted, by the way. Since been deleted. I, yeah. I'll be honest, Brittany posts long posts on Instagram and I almost didn't read the entirety of that one. And I'm glad that I did because oh. it really, we really got to it in those last few sentences. Hey, why did I react the same way? I was like, oh, I'll read it later. And I know. Then, and then, yeah, it, and, and like, then the fire came in at the end for everybody listening. If you don't know, Brittany, while she had in court said, I want to sue my whole family and things like that. That, that did seem to group her mom into it, but mm -hmm. she had not ever called her mom out for allegedly, like specifically her frustrations with the conservatorship. So this was the first and yeah. it was a worst. She said it was her mom's idea. I was shocked. And it was, I was shocked because of how scathing it was. And also because it really um, paints a different picture in this narrative, you know, up until her emotional testimony, Brittany's, you know, I saw Lynn as the supportive mother who was with her everywhere and, you know, probably had her back and probably, and as Britt put it in that caption, you know, she had this like, oh, I don't know what's going on attitude. You know, that's what Brittany alleges about Lynn. And so now it's like, oh shoot, she's saying that she was the brain, the, the, the brain, the, the, the conservatorship was her brainchild. And so I thought that was pretty shocking. I want so much, the longer I work in this industry and the more I see <laughs> The more I'm like, I want a real investigation. And I want like her attorney, Matthew Rosengart, Brittany's new attorney has said he is going to investigate this conservatorship, its origins, like receipts, ad nauseum. And I think, yes, please do. Because mm -hmm. sometimes I wonder, you know, does Brittany even know the full truth? Has, because right. has she been kept in the dark? Has she been lied to? And I think she deserves answers more than anybody. Mm -hmm. And most importantly, Brittany, we love you. Yeah. Um, but man, that's, it's just, she's in a, it made me sad to see that because yeah, I had hoped, I had hoped that maybe the situation was that her dad was, you know, she, her dad was the one who she felt was awful to her. Yeah. And maybe her mom had been asleep at the wheel, but had said, okay, let me wake up and help. But now, now and by the way, that's what Lynn and her attorneys are claiming, because this all comes at the same time that Lynn is asking Brittany's team to pay for attorney fees. Um, that what? Yeah, she Lynn. I didn't hear about this yet. Lynn is asking Brittany's team to pay literally more than six hundred and fifty thousand dollars in attorney's fees because, according to court docu documents that ET obtained, she sought legal counsel in two thousand and nineteen, um, which she claims in the docs that Brittany enthusiastically was behind, so her mom could be involved in this case in any capacity, so that they can find a way to end it together. You know, that's what Lynn's team is, is claiming, you know, and of course we know that her mother has also been vocal about being on Britney's side throughout after uh, Britney's testimony and say, and telling the court, you know, I hope that you listen to my daughter and I hope you respect her wishes kind of thing. So they're singing a different tune right now based than what Britney is saying in that caption. And, and I'm like, it's all going to come out, right? What more can we charge Britney for? How many more bills can we throw her way? What, who else's legal fees can she pay? <laughs> and exactly. And that, my, by the way, the, the thing I have felt generally about the situation is that, you know, maybe in 2007, 2008, the conservatorship made sense, maybe based on, you know, everything that was going on in Britney's life. 
the the involuntary 50-50 hold, you know, all, all the, the drama with, you know, custody of her kids, like maybe at the time it made sense, but then 13 years later, when you have her headlining Vegas, she's raking in all this money. She is the biggest performer um, in Las Vegas, literally a cash cow. You're plugging her in like a robot and yet she can't even control her own finances. That's why Britney was like, I can't get those years back. You know, she said, I can't get those years back. And then she also said, you know, this used to be a family business, but it is not anymore. And I thought, mm. you better Britney. tell them, get Jamie Lynn next. <laughs> oh. Like, you know, so she has some things to say. I just wonder post-conservatorship life, what that relationship with Lynn in particular will look like. I think the, the relationship with her dad is pretty severed. And I don't know how you can come back from that. But do you think her and her mom will ever be the same again? I think differently after that Instagram post. And then it, right. interestingly, it's deleted. And then, you know, some people, when I've spoken to, and this granted was months ago, so I don't know if she's changed her opinion, but when I've interviewed the woman who directed the New York Times documentary, she has said she does not think Britney is running her own social media. But like, mm -hmm. that was months ago. I don't know if that's changed even yeah. her opinion on it. But sometimes I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Is she, like, how did it, why post it and then delete it? You know, there's, it's just still. Maybe because oh. it's latest filing. You know, with Lynn, like trying to get Britney's team to pay for attorney's fees and stuff. Yeah. I mean, all I know is that there is a reckoning happening. You know, New York Times is about to put out that their next documentary about the Janet Jackson wardrobe malfunction. Oh. I'm like, let's save her next or vindicate yeah. her, I should say. Janet. <laughs> Janet. All the all reckoning for all the queens, by the way. That's what I'm saying. Um, the queens of pop and princesses, et cetera. Um, I will say, I was thinking this with the and I don't want to get too much into it, but it, because it's just so sad, but I was thinking about kind of Brittany and also the Alec Baldwin mm. situation with the rest movie setting movie set shooting, like so much has come out. Right. And it has also shocked me how much contradictory information has come out down to like some people, some reports saying that people heard this assistant director say this gun is cold. And some people saying, no, he never said that. And it does just remind me that at the end of the day, like even working in this business, working in media, I would tell anybody always be skeptical of what you read because things that are true at the time can change by the next day. Things that are true according to one person are not according to another. And I really hope in like a lot of the situations that we're talking about at work right now, that an investigation will bring some truth to light. Yes. Because I don't know. Because what, like, what do we believe? You know? Right. Well, we and believe? look, we do, we all, we have source reporting and things like that. But like, you know, some, as I think Alec Baldwin once said, consider the source. Sometimes you don't know how legit a source is. So I want Brittany to have her day. I, I actually hope Brittany, like she's having her days in court, but I hope Brittany is also able to, if this is what she wants to do, have like a moment to the world where she tells, not just has her day in court, but has an opportunity to tell her own her story, story in her words, in the way she wants. Absolutely. With the right people, for sure. We love um, you, who do you, th we love you, Brittany. We believe you, Brittany. Um, I believe you, Brittany. Who, who do you think is going to make it to the altar first, Brittany and Sam or you and Chris? You know, we're thinking about her next chapter, Come right? Because it's her life. She gets to control it and do what she wants. I just wonder how soon they'll get married. I'm wondering how soon you'll get married. I give it to Brittany and Sam. <laughs> yeah. I think Chris, that in there. Chris and I are, uh, we are very much taking it like 
we're enjoying the time of, you know, I don't know, not, it's not even really about like, we need this time to be engaged. I think it's just, that was a great moment. We love that we like had that moment of confirmation together. And then now I want to like focus on some work things for a while. I don't know. We also, yeah, we don't know what kind of wedding we want yet. Yeah. Cause you're not planning that in your head already, are you? No, yeah. I'm truly, I, I said this and I meant it. If he had, if I'd gotten to the top of the hill on this vineyard where we went and there was someone waiting oh, and he yeah. was like, we're going to get married right now. Here's the officiant. I'm like, great. Cool. Hey, cool. Easy. Happy. Chef. I love you so much. Great. We'll throw a party later. <laughs> yeah. And I feel good about it because I'm in this place now where, you know, I don't know. I didn't. On the one hand, weddings are so amazing. There's such a celebration. There's so much love there. And it's incredible to feel the love of all of the people you love in one place. But on the other hand, I would tell anybody, don't marry somebody unless you would happily do it with no pomp and circumstance at all. That is such a good point. Absolutely. If you wouldn't marry that person right now at a courthouse, then don't do it. Because that's really what it's about. You know, it's really supposed to be about marrying that person. And we all certainly do. I think, I don't think anyone's above I getting caught up in wedding culture. I've done it myself in the past. You know, you're, you want to have the party in the moment and all that. And that's great, but keep that perspective. I wonder if Britney wants to have the party in the moment. I know it kind of almost seems impossible because it's Britney freaking Spears. But you know, if that's, I wonder, I just wonder if that's something that she wants because she's never had it, even though she's been married before. You oh, know, interesting. Yeah. I also, you know, when you get to a different place in your life, I mean, I loved and and was pained by, but loved hearing what Brittany wanted in that one when she spoke in court and she said, like, I want to get married. I want to have babies. It's like you get to a place in your life where you know what you want, like because you've experienced pain before that has helped you seen what would bring you joy. Mm -hmm. And I want that for her. You know, I want that for her so badly. I do. I want that more than another tour, you know? Yeah, <laughs> of course. I think, I okay, think so you're single now. Where are you dating? Where? Where are you finding people? <laughs> I guess the apps. I guess oh, yeah. the app. I say that hesitantly because it's really just one app that I'm on. Um, what happens? But I got to tell you, I just feel so, you know, you know my situation, and I was kind of in another situation. I would say that that was a relationship, very short-lived. And I think it's just because I was not ready. I feel like I have a lot of self-work to do to before I can like jump into another thing because my first breakup and the pandemic really shook me up. It really shook me up. It also made me confront some things. You were in a serious relationship. Serious. You broke up and you were in kind of another relationship. So you guys have now split. And you think that was because you've realized you need to do some self-work. But I the the I also realized like what I'm looking for, you know? Mm. And it wasn't that. It wasn't that. And so until I, and so yeah, I realized that that's what got, why I got out of it. And now I'm realizing, okay, well don't, I don't need to rush into anything brand new just yet. I'm in my Kim K phase having fun. That's what I <laughs> want right now, okay? I want, I'm, 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 I'm hanging out with all kinds of Pete Davidson's. <laughs> Everybody just remember, there's another Pete Davidson in the sea. Okay. There's plenty of them out there swimming around. Um, But you know what? Can we talk about this story though, real quick? I know I mentioned to mentioned it to you, but in Los Angeles on 
when is this going to air? <laughs> uh, last night, yes. there was this Gucci fashion show called yes. Love Parade, right? And Gwyneth Paltrow was seen kicking and taking a photo with Dakota Johnson. And of course, Dakota Johnson is dating her ex, Coldplay frontman, Chris Martin. And I, I texted you, I go, would you die if you saw your exes hanging out together like that? I know it's a different situation for Gwyneth, <laughs> but I thought to myself, what would I do in that situation? And what happened? It actually happened this what? past weekend. We were all at the same big gay Halloween party. I was hanging out because me and the last guy, most recent guy, we're buddies now. And of course, the one moment throughout the whole night, it's just the two of us, which I, we weren't alone together in, the entire night until this moment. That's the moment when I saw my other ex. And he it's a small like, world after all. I'm it's... like, I want to evaporate. No, but actually ended up not being that bad. We're all mature. In fact, they hugged. So that's why I thought about Gwyneth and Dakota. I was like, okay, like maybe it is possible. I just know that if they were hanging out without me, I would flip. Absolutely, wow. Absolutely not. I Powerful. Would, I wouldn't be okay with it. I will it. say, I think a different situation when you are a co-parent with, with someone as Gwyneth and yeah. Chris Martin are. Um, on the one hand, I love to see it. I'm a big believer yeah. in, you know, you can't always, but whenever you can build bridges, don't burn them. Like it's yeah. good. Like keep your side of the street clean. It's good to stand good pages with people. Just yeah. threw a lot of metaphors in there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're on a great page on your side of the street and it's um, built and not burning. Okay. Thank you notes. <laughs> But I don't think that situation is ever not a little uncomfortable. A little like, yeah, I don't, I have to say, as long as you've been apart from someone, like you can be, you can be on great terms with somebody, but at the end of the day, it's like, that's still your ex. And yeah, if your exes are, yeah. Like, I think if I saw my exes, like standing there taking a photo with each other, I'd be like, I need a drink. <laughs> But like, not in a bad way. I'm not upset. I'm just like, you know what? This is so weird. I need a well, cocktail. Imagine being there when they're taking the photo. I'm just, I've seen these two hug in front of me. I'm like, I need a drink. Nanny, why did they hug? You know why? Because one of them is very mature and just was like, hello, hi. And then oh, just, it was like a meeting hug. Okay. I thought it was like, we both lost Denny. Let's cry about it. Hug. <laughs> Which doesn't make sense. <laughs> like they're it's leaning like, on each other's like support. A, there's an elite club now, you know? Yes. All your Pete Davidson to that list. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, you're living the single life. Nothing wrong about that. Everyone around me is getting engaged. And I'm so happy for you. And I really am. No, because I love love. I'm literally going to a wedding this weekend. Like, I'm all about it. I just know for me, I'm good right now, baby. I'm good. Yeah. I'll stick with the Botox. You know, I... Um... I will say you were, you were like, show me the ring earlier. I I've been wearing it, but I, some people have been asking me like post a close up of it and I haven't. It? And here's why, which I'm even like, kind of like holding it back now. It's not because like, I love the ring, but Chris, when he proposed, he, so he proposes. And then he said to me, so this isn't the ring because I picked out the stone. I wanted to pick out the best stone for you. It's like, I love it. It reminded me of you because it's like chic, but timeless at the same time. Uh, chic should only, but he said, I wanted you to have a wow moment, but I also knew that I would never be able to pick out something that was like, like, I want you to have your perfect ring. So now go to the, you can go to the jewelry store and design the band yourself. <laughs> He pulled a Patrick Dempsey in Sweet Home Alabama and told you just pick. Yeah. Wow. 
Okay, I know, it's the best. So are you going to do any, but you love the ring. Are you going to do? Well, it's just, it's just a stone on literally just a plain band. So I love the stone. I see. I see. I see. Okay. But so now I'm going to go to the jewelry store. McClave Jewelers is his friend's um, jewelry store, like here in town. So we're going to, I'm going to go and like design the band, which was great. And it was really funny because he he said, I just didn't want to open up the box and for you to go, oh, wow. I'm sure you didn't do that though. That ring is so pretty, so gorgeous. Well, I didn't because he picked a beautiful stone. He has great yeah. taste. And we actually often have very similar taste. However, I, I do think I'm very hard to buy for. Okay. And he knows that. And he, he knows that. Like we had yeah. an incident, we had an incident on uh oh my birthday last year. Or maybe it was Christmas. I can't remember. I think I remember the story. Go for Harry it. Potter books. Wait, what? Oh, okay. Wow, maybe there's more stories. Well, I can't remember if it was my birthday or Christmas last year, but he bought me a set of Harry, like the full set of Harry Potter books. And I was like, you think I don't have these? You think I don't already own the Harry Potter books? And he's like, well, I've never seen them. And like, you love Harry Potter and I've never seen the books. I'm like, yeah, because so they're my childhood home in Chicago preserved. You're like I got okay. the hardcovers and the paperback. Like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? The audiobooks I've owned on cassette, CD, and now I downloaded them on iTunes. Okay. I got all the versions. Why are you buying oh. me these? My God. I was a little, I was a, a little offended. And he, in his mind, he was like, oh my God, Harry Potter. Like I bought you, I think he bought me some kind of like limited edition set that came in a wizard's trunk on the one the hand. Director's sure. cut, the director's cut. The books. I, <laughs> I was just, I was a um, little disappointed. I remember the other story. <laughs> he sent you flowers. You did not like, Oh, <laughs> he sent you flowers. You were not a big fan of <laughs> you and you were vocal. You let him know. I did let him know. I forgot about that, Denny. Look how far we've come. Do you remember what he did? He sent me a second bouquet. (laughs) A second bouquet. That's the story I thought you were going to tell. I didn't know about the Harry Potter book. There's more. (laughs) (laughs) Look, you know what? But that that's the thing. And I will say, I don't feel bad about that because it's reciprocal. I think so much about what I'm going to get him about how to make it perfect. I second guess myself. And it just comes from a place of care. But also like gift giving is kind of my love language. Um, yeah, you're good at it. And so, well, thank you. He's, you he's gotten better at it. But I'm still so he's, my, my, my chalices, my little glasses with the bees. Oh, yeah. with the bees. Yes, and he yes. loves Beyonce. I love Beyonce. Um, so yeah, he has gotten better. Yeah, he sent me. Oh my gosh. Once he sent me, I'm going to have now, if he listens to this, he's going to know. I had surgery a couple years ago and he sent me a, did I ever show you the, what I called a cornucopia? Yes. Oh my God. It, it was, was the biggest bouquet. It had like moss on it and like leaves. <laughs> it looked like it belonged in the Smithsonian. I was like, what? It looked Where like it belonged at the center of a Thanksgiving buffet. Correct. So that was bad. But then on Valentine's day, he sent me a bouquet that I think someone at, well, I, I think maybe, you know, when I say someone, it might've been myself described it as Southern funeral flowers. I remember those two. Those are the, but I think those are the flowers I'm talking about. Yeah, those are. And so then those are the ones. Yeah. He pivoted and he freaking sent me a second bouquet that day. And another moment where I fell even more in love with him. If he wanted to, he would. Ladies and gents. Lauren Zima is a boss babe. Okay. I'm taking, I'm taking all of the notes. I mean, yes. 
No, I'm look at you. Look at me. I'm taking notes on you for growth amongst exes. They're giving hugs. Okay. We have to wind down, but real quick. So we did anything else to discuss from the Gucci show. Other than that, by the way, we had the Gucci show. So many celebrities at it. So many celebrities at it and also in it. Macaulay Culkin in that like, but Bedaz- I don't know. I can't remember if it was, Bedaz- but it was a high fashion Hawaiian shirt is what yes. it was. And then Vanessa and Natalia Bryant were in there. I loved all, seeing all the celebs kicking, like Lizzo and Miley. And not to mention, I mean, f- fashion shows are very rare in LA, let alone on Hollywood Boulevard. The okay, so we give it a chic. It was, I think it was chic. chic Wait, what did you was. think? I think it was chic. I loved seeing celebrities all together at an event again. We've gotten back into like um, movie premieres, but that'll just be the cast. I've noticed at movie premieres when we do the red carpets now, it used to be there'd be a lot of other attendees. It's very limited now because of COVID. I loved seeing them all together. Like Billie Eilish sitting next to Diane Keaton. Hell yes. What are they talking about? Chic. And the models were like coming out of the Chinese theater onto the boulevard. It's like, I've never seen anything like that. Yes. It was incredible. Chic, chic, chic. Oh, Denny Directo. Um, you are the best. Love you. I love you. Thank you for coming on. Um, we Thank have you my podcast, Cherry. My first one. Can you believe? No, you're natural. Oh, thank God. I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm not even going to show you. No, just trust me. I'm wearing a great shirt. Oh, you're sweating. Oh, my God. I my notes. I'm such a nerd. <laughs> thank love you for you. giving me the advice on achieving your dreams. Thank you for giving me your takes and bringing us all up to speed on the celebrity news. And my life and your life. Um, and I love you so much. And everybody, um, please like, subscribe, and follow Chic Shit Only. Tell your friends about it. We hope to be a chic little escape for you every week. And follow Denny at Denny Directo on social. At D Directo. At D Directo. Oh, wow. It's been a minute. <laughs> I've been following you for so long. <laughs> I know. I'm going to check that you still are. No, I'm kidding. I know you are. At <laughs> D Directo on social. Yeah. And you can check him out on ET Live and on Entertainment Tonight and many of our videos and uh, on the show. And we love you. I love you. Thanks for having me, Lauren. Bye. Bye.